Hey guys, this is G and Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. The two of us bonded over our stepmotherhood experiences, and we want our listeners to feel like you're sitting right here with us, drinking your beverage of choice, and going, yes, hell yes, me too. We get in-depth about the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. We get real and sometimes use profanity, so keep that in mind if you have little ears around. To make it simple, we'll always put the E for explicit in our title. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms Podcast. This is Christina. And Gannette. And this is our episode six. six. And it's been a while. Took a little time out. Uh-huh. But we're back, y'all. Yeah. We are. We had a lot of shit going on. Definitely. <laughs> and we're here to update you about it. Yeah. So, yeah, let's start with that. Um, we can update each other. Each other. We know what's going on. We're yeah. going to update y'all of you <laughs> <laughs> on what's been going on with us. Um, and then we can um, go into kind of the meat of what our episode is about which is being a childless stepmom. Right. And the decision to have your ours baby. Mm-hmm. And all of the feelings and stuff that comes with it. Yes, so much so, that. Kind of what we've been going through, or what you've been going through, um, right. is related to all that. So yeah, definitely. So, Gannette, why don't you uh, get us started? Oh, boy. Um... Well, where do I start? So we we have been more recently going through, um, well, the usual. So the by usual, I mean um, the chaos hasn't ended. Um, we still have a lot of issues in terms of the week-to-week, um, you know, problems that we encounter with the kiddo and, and baby mom not doing the things that, you know, Uh, you'd like a mom to do so we're still putting out fires weekly and because of that um and if you're in the dark on that you need to listen to episode two episode two license shit right listen to license shit you'll definitely get um a good chunk of what's going on for us um with our with our situation um but needless to say because of all of the chaos and nothing changing we have um I guess it's not unfortunate, but fortunate. I'm not quite sure. We are in the middle of some legal stuff, some legal mm-hmm. shit. Um, my husband and I are taking the necessary steps to move forward and um, getting more time with his his daughter, my stepdaughter. Um, so the last several weeks, month and a half or so, mm-hmm. we've been uh, learning a lot about what it means to you know, work with legal counsel, um, what it means to just take the necessary steps and boy, oh boy, <laughs> I thought I was educated. It's a lot of paperwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. you are potentially trying to get your stepdaughter full-time. Full-time, yeah. And up until now, well, currently, currently. you are a weekend blended family. Correct. So we do the Thursday evening through Sunday evening, so... Almost half time, but yeah, we're trying to go for a more full time um, schedule where she would be going to school with us 
and um, by a mom would potentially be an every other weekend uh, mom. So uh, things are getting heavy. Things are getting sticky. Um, so that's where we are right now. And So how have you and your husband kind of emotionally prepared for potentially being full-time parents all of a sudden? You know, because <laughs> you you've gone from I mean you're you are at this point because um, you don't have any other kids. I don't. Nope. So from Sunday evening to Thursday afternoon, you are just with your husband. Yeah. And you got that going on, and then you have the kids situation. But so going yeah. to full time, that's that's different different and it's it's huge it's gonna be a huge transition it was already a huge transition to um, be with a man who had you know a weekend every weekend schedule with his mm -hmm. kiddo so that was a huge transition for me coming into a relationship without a child um, and then now thinking about how do we prepare ourselves for the day-to-day -day. so the, the full-time picture of school and after school and dinners and you know just the full-time parent role and all that entails um, and I think we have brushed up on certain pieces but unfortunately the stressors of this legal piece has overshadowed what I think we really need to sit down and talk mm -hmm. about what this looks like mm -hmm. how is this gonna look for us because not only is it gonna be an adjustment for me it's gonna be an adjustment for him and for the kiddo and for all three of you together and for you two as a couple. Yeah, I'm scared. I mean, I think, and here's what I'll say. The goal, the goal was to never um, come into the picture and think that I was going to be a full-time parent, right? Mm -hmm. The goal, I think, and, and I think a lot of women could probably agree, would have been to have a co-parenting situation, a co-parenting relationship where each party does their part mm -hmm. and we can meet halfway and raising mm -hmm. a child that can thrive and be loved and, and all that good stuff. But and she hasn't done her part. Absolutely not. And, and for years. Mm -hmm. So this decision to move forward has been years of the same stuff, nothing changing. And in fact, if not improving, it's gotten worse. Mm -hmm. So, so are you hoping that, cause I mean, I know, I know the stuff that you guys have been going through and that it can cause tension in your marriage mm -hmm. and that feeling that you have no control of what goes on in your home, that you're constantly picking up the pieces from her deficits. Right. So are you kind of hoping that things calm down? Yeah. And that they're, like that's kind of what the outcome you want. Right. That she no longer has a space or that, that much decision-making anymore. Mm -hmm. To impact, well, it, it's like we've, we've told people and they ask us, you know, why, why we've decided to, to go this route or mm -hmm. what brought us to this point. And that would be that, one, this kid um, goes through a lot when she's not with us. It's not fair to a child to have those, what I identify as traumatic experiences, if, mm -hmm. if it's not, you know, needed, right? I mm -hmm. mean, if there's someone else that can help take care of her, take care of her in a better way or provide a more solid, you know, environment. Um, so our goal is to hopefully help that piece, right? And then also to create some normalcy for my husband and I, because while we are weekend parents and we have a few days where it's just us and trust me, I'm going to miss those few days. I know it now. I feel it now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, those few days are also spent trying to prepare 
from right. what could potentially be coming up on the right. next Thursday, right? So yes, there's no amount of money that can buy peace of mind. Mm-hmm. So we're just trying to get some peace of mind for her and for us mm-hmm. and just live our lives and see, and, and also really think about how we can future plan because this is where we're at, at, the, at a crossroads, you know, mm-hmm. but thinking about how do we expand our family. Yeah. We haven't been able to really delve down that path because there's been so much chaos and drama and, you know, painful things that we've had to endure. So Mm -hmm. that's been put on hold. Yeah. Well, and that's in conversations again that you and I have had, it's been, you don't want to, you don't want to have the, like if you were to get pregnant, you don't want to be in this type of chaos Mm -hmm. and, and doing all the stressful things while you're in this very happy time. Absolutely. And you don't want to have to focus on that kind of bullshit mm-hmm. when you want to focus on and I totally get that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've I've never experienced this, but I would hope that that experience um, is as least stressful as possible. You talking about pregnancy? Pregnancy, mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Pregnancy would be you know, a, a beautiful time where I can focus a lot of my energy, love, and just time on how do I prepare for this new life, this child of mine. And right now, there's uh, there's just a lot going on to where I feel is it wouldn't be fair mm-hmm. to this this you know future mm-hmm. kid, um, to myself, to my husband, to just to do that right now until you know things settle. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. So things for you are kind of up in the air at this point. Decisions mm-hmm. still haven't been made, but that is what you've been dealing with. Yeah. In a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Because it'd take hours to tell you guys everything, but we don't have all that. Much <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> um, that's why we do episodes. <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. So just to, um, I guess what's been going on with me. We're going to roll right back into what you were talking about. That's a good segue, but we're not that organized. So um, what's been going on with me? Let's see. It's summer, so my stepson is out of school. And for the most part, things have been um, kind of go with the flow. Because honestly, when it's summertime, I don't really care that much about things like when it's school it's okay we have to get home we have to you know repack your lunch we have to look at what homework you have we have to make sure that all this and this and this is done before bedtime you need to get to bed at a certain hour so you're not cranky and you know all this crap in the summertime he goes to summer camp Mm -hmm. in every day and so i'm i'm that i've noticed has been way less stress for me like, I feel myself, when I go to pick him up, just be, like, more optimistic and, like, yeah, uh, patient and all that stuff. Um, what is it about the camp that makes you feel that way? Um, it's all the responsibility, to be honest, yeah. selfishly, I guess. It's all the responsibilities that are, that I feel, excuse me, I just burped into the microphone. It is. Uh, <laughs> Um, the responsibilities that I feel that are on me or that I, that I admittedly put myself 
that I put on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, like I just listed like the lunch and all that stuff that is, that's just, it causes me anxiety and stresses me out. And with summer, yeah, I don't have to do as much. You get a break too. I get a break. Um, and then also he struggles in school. Hmm. Um, he struggles socially. He struggles academically. So it's, you know, way easier of a time for him. So he's in a better mood because he doesn't have to deal with, oh, I had math again or, you know. So I've just been kind of, it's temporary. I mean, summer is going to end soon and we've already got school planned, the first day of school planned out and got the list and everything. Got the school supply (laughs) list. Yeah. So it's going to end soon. So I'm just kind of been enjoying the time and, um, in August, his mother will have him for three straight weeks. Oh man. And we, on our feed, we talk a lot about like guilt and boundaries and all that stuff. I am going to just say it. I am so excited (laughs) to have three straight weeks. The whole month of August. Practically. Yeah. Three straight weeks of him with his mom. Yeah. I will say, though, I am scared for the transition back to our home because I already know that's going to be a shit show. Um, I'm glad that we get him a couple days before school starts so he has that time to transition. But it's like that's the thing, like, that I'm happy, but I'm also sad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm happy that this is going to happen, but I am... Already stressed out, knowing what is yet to come. You're preparing yourself. I'm preparing myself, and right. it's like that to me is really hard because I feel like I can't live in the present moment. Yeah. Um, like it's always a countdown. Either you know, countdown of how you know many days until he comes, how many more days until he goes, all this. So, um, we've been dealing with some behavioral stuff with him that I won't go too far into. I will just also say that the shit stuff is still continuing. Mm. Um, if you have any questions about that, I've gotten some DMs, um, of people with similar situations and it's both, I feel good, like, yay, I'm not alone, but also Mm -hmm. like, really? What the actual fuck? Right. What's going on out there? (laughs) What is going on out there? Yeah. Um, but yeah, still dealing with the potty issues. Um, he is also an eight year old boy who's got an attitude now. Hmm. What grade? Third? He'll be going into third. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, so, all right, so I want to roll back into the topic of our episode, which is being a childless stepmom. Mm-hmm. So, before we dive into that, I feel it's important to um, acknowledge that Gannett and I will never speak to an experience we can't speak about ourselves. Right. Never speak to an experience that we haven't experienced ourselves. Um, that's not in our motive, we won't ever give advice where we don't feel, you know, whatever we don't live with the outcome. So with that, um, I can speak to being a childless stepmom to a point. Um, I have an ours baby, so I can speak to what it's like to have that ours baby in the dynamic now and how it's changed. Um, my role as a stepmom and Gannett can speak to <laughs> being a childless stepmom, um, thinking about... Thinking about having an ours baby. Yeah. Um, at some point. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, we didn't really script this, but Gannett, do you have any questions for me 
since I've gone through it? So many questions. <laughs> because I feel like we have these discussions so often, you and uh-huh. I. Well, actually, before but, we go there, yeah. Um, the I I on Instagram um got a couple questions about this episode, and one of them was, "I'm nervous that I will treat my own child differently than my stepdaughter." That is definitely a question that you and I have discussed. Yeah. Um, so it's a good one to answer. Yeah. Um, the answer is you will. Mm-hmm. You will, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, um, and it's not necessarily something that you can't work to control. Um, so when I was pregnant, I was thinking all those things too, of how is my relationship with my stepson going to change? How, you know, all these things. Um, and part of me, I feel like it should change. Right. Um, I don't care about, let's, I won't say I don't care. I do care. There are certain things that I used to get puffy about um, in an effort to establish my role or to defend my role as a stepmom, especially when it came to bio mom, mm-hmm. um, because it was, I am a mom too. And I want, you know, to buy his backpack for school because that's important to wanted me. Your role I wanted my role recognized yeah. and that hasn't changed. However, I do step back now on certain things because it's okay. You want to have your experience with your son? I get that. I have my kid to have my experience with. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to buy his backpack all the time? Fine. I'm going to have my daughter to do all that school stuff with too. Yep. Um, when it comes down to like the actual relationship, it should change because relationships ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've tried to nurture the relationship between the two of them between my stepson and my daughter and that has made me feel closer to him in a way Mm -hmm. um because i'm trying to instill this family dynamic um trying to show him what family means trying to show him what having a sister means um he sees me mother my daughter and he has actually been more attached to me since having her because he feels like you know, well, I want that attention too. Sure, sure. And um, there's some times where I welcome that. There are other times when, admittedly, that biological feeling kicks in. And I'm like, I don't feel that way towards you. And that's, and that's where I want to, not to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. I want to add to the question. It is, this is from me, and maybe some other stepmoms can, can relate, but... The biological, the um, the natural mm-hmm. love, the natural connection that comes from mm-hmm. a little tiny human that grew inside your body. That yeah. that has to be like just a default in terms of like a natural. Yeah. Uh, well, not what am I trying to say? A different kind of love. It is. If that makes sense. Right? I I loved my daughter before she was even conceived. Yeah. I dreamed of her. I wished for her. I. Even when then when I got pregnant, I was imagining what she'd look like, what she'd sound like, what she'd smell like, what her favorite stuffy would be, all these things. Yeah. I loved her before she came. I'm still learning to love my stepson. Yeah. I mean, I love him, but it's... I met him when he was three. Mm-hmm. 
I was falling in love with him just as I was falling in love with my husband. And it takes time. And I, I see that as any other relationship. Mm -hmm. It, it, just because I have the stepmom role or I have the, I take ownership of that title. He calls me mom. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't mean that it's the same as this baby who I intentionally Mm -hmm. brought into the world. Mm -hmm. And then you had so many months of her growing inside Mm -hmm. you that your that connection. And I mean, it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to like treating them differently, honestly, y'all, I feel like my husband has a harder time with that than I do. Mm. Um, and I don't know if that's at this juncture in their ages. I don't know if that's because he's a boy and my, my husband also has now a daughter and there's that like gender difference where he might be harder on my stepson. Um, that might come into play, but I, I, I see it in like, you know, my husband decides to discipline in a certain way with our son. And I'm like, no, that's not going to fly with, with our daughter. Just mm-hmm. so you know, mm-hmm. she's only almost two at this point. So you have some time to figure out how you're going to do things differently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to let you know. We've got a couple of years. Um, but I mean, yeah, there are instances when, um, it comes down to, I have more patience for my daughter than I do for him. Mm-hmm. And then I have to check myself because that's not fair. Yeah. And there are times when he even calls me out on it or, or, well, why does she get to do this? And I don't. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's a good reason. Um, like, well, because that's her little toy and you can't fit into it. <laughs> there's that. Cause she's two. <laughs> yeah. Um, or there's, you know, things like, well, you know what? Actually, I don't care. You guys can both do that. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like I have to pick my battles, yeah. but I want to say to those who are asking that question, like, um, feel what you're feeling, process it, allow it to marinate in you. And then don't like, let it go without judgment. Um, because those feelings are going to happen. They're natural. They're normal. They're even predictable and expected. Mm -hmm. So when, you know, you have those, thoughts of, oh, I'm going to love my kid differently. Yeah, of course you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I tried to think about like foster parents or adoptive parents or right. whatever. Yeah. And then it's, it's really no different. Like an adoptive mother will love this child because she's been wanting, he or she has been wanting this child for however long. And they finally have this baby, but the baby's going to do things at the parent isn't going to like mm-hmm. and the baby and, and they're going to react to it and it's just they're going to have to get to know that child and fall in love with that child mm-hmm. because they didn't carry it you know it's that's like a nat- a nature a nature a natural thing yeah so because of that, i just you know i just want people to be gentle with themselves mm-hmm. and and not have these high expectations because I, my relationship with my stepson is different, but different doesn't mean bad. Right. Um, yeah, it's different. And he, and he also has a different relationship with his biological mother, right? Yes. And that's where that, that balance and working in overdrive for you, you might be working in overdrive because you're trying to maybe 
compensate or overcompensate for yes. an area where you think, you know, am I treating my daughter differently or loving her differently? But just right. reminding yourself that, you know, mm-hmm. you're in this role. And then he also has a biological mom that's going to give him what you give your daughter. Right. You know? Yeah. Hopefully. Ideally. I mean, <laughs> in some cases, I know for a fact that he benefits from certain things that I provide him that his, his mom can't. Mm-hmm. Um, that when I told you what happened on Sunday night, I won't, that's just a teaser. <laughs> My stepson was going through a lot of emotional stuff, um, on his last night with us. And we do a lot of emotional checking cause he doesn't know how to discuss and verbalize his emotions. Um, so he was crying on my lap for a while. We were trying to go through, you know, what are you feeling? Is it because of this? You know, whatever. And I asked him simply, um, buddy, what do you need right now? And he squeezed me really tight, looked me in the eyes and just said, I just need you. Oh, <laughs> I know. It's sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and moments like that are what fuel me to do what I do every day. Yeah. Because it can be hard. It can be really hard, but mm-hmm. When it comes down to it, I know that he looks at me for guidance and for love and respect, and mm-hmm. and he deserves it. He didn't ask for any of this. No. So. And obviously that speaks volumes for him to say that, so. Yeah. Whatever you're doing. Yeah. You're doing it right, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard. Uh, um, so, questions? I can ask you some questions. Yeah, what do you want to ask me? Um, what are you most scared about um, if you were to get pregnant? Like, what, where do you, what do you fear? What do you fear in that? Because you've been yeah. kind of fearful. Yeah, well, I think the first thought that comes to mind is having the baby. <laughs> um, I that doesn't want it to come out of her yeah, body. I'm... I am just silly. I really don't know. And I don't know if a lot of other moms can relate or uh, moms that are wanting to have their own babies. But the idea of birthing a child is intimidating to me. It's Mm. scary. I think it's the most beautiful and the bravest thing a a woman, you know, can, can do. I mean, it's something that I, I guess I just have put it on the back burner for so long. You know, I am a woman in my 30s. I There was a period of time where I was convinced that a child was not going to be in the picture, and I was okay with that. Mm-hmm. And then that changed, mm-hmm. and then it went back. So I was like, well, I want a baby. I don't want a baby. I want a baby. And after meeting my husband, I thought, okay, I want to have a child with this, with this person. Um, but there are a lot of scary things involved, and I think that once I get to that, you know, that journey... You know, have you know a support and things I can read and just you know get really, you know, involved in all of the, you know, pieces of pregnancy that I just have no clue on, which I'm I'm eager to learn. But um, I almost feel like I'm I'm just scared because I feel like I've never I didn't know when this was gonna happen. So mm-hmm. the fear of like, is this really going to happen? Mm-hmm. And if it is, like, what does that look like for me? Um, so. It's hard because I think for the first time in my life, I feel ready in my heart. Mm. You know, I feel ready in my heart because I feel like I've gotten, uh, whether it be my personal goals, um, whether it be my partying days, my single Mm. days, my selfish days is really like Mm -hmm. I I like to clump it under the selfish days. You know, Gannett did her thing and now I'm ready to make another human being 
first. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's clouded by the situation that I'm in. And I struggle with that. It's a tug of war. Mm-hmm. So my mind is like, you're ready. Or my heart is saying, you're ready. Your mm-hmm. mind is saying, it's not a good time. Mm-hmm. And they're battling each other. And it's saying, well, maybe it's, maybe I shouldn't have a child. Maybe I should. It literally changes every day. Mm-hmm. But I do know... What's going on for you when you do want to have a baby? That I waited this long. Um, and I know that... Um, I actually want it. So what's happening is um, I'm saying to myself, if I bring a baby into this world right now, I don't want it to experience any of this chaos. He or she to experience any of this chaos because it's none of my shit, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm also involved in it too. So I just, I, I want to give this child a, a fair but, chance. Right. But what, what is going on for you when you're like, I want to have a baby with my husband. What what positive things are happening for you? Oh, I see. Okay. When you are on that side of it, yeah. of this is you know, because I I have one in mind that you've told me, and I'm and yeah, I don't know if you're gonna say it. What's going on? For, well, one, it's it's almost like these weird butterflies, and I'm thinking, wow, for the first time, I am going to have, and I think this is gonna be what you're thinking, my one person mm-hmm. in life. Let me explain what I mean, guys. Of course, we have, I have my family, we have our friends, and we have our, you know, our our supportive, you know, network and all that. I have my husband, of course, but you're a person's child um, or children, ideally, is that relationship that is forever, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And... My marriages too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, but right. if but anything it's happened, it's blood. It's blood. I created that child. If anything happened in the world, I know I can have that child and be that my one person. I have a fear. I don't know if it's an irrational fear, but if anything happened and my husband and I, our relationship didn't work out, God forbid. But things happen in life, guys. Let's be real. Let's keep it one hundred. My stepdaughter's not coming with me. Right. Yep. You yep. know her endless mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. Is is it's gonna be there for for me? But then it's it, but that's her dad. There is a significant. I remember before I got pregnant. I remember. I think my husband and I got into another fight about bio mom, and my husband was like, "You know what? We need some space. I'm gonna take the kid, and I'm going to just take him to the park." And I'm, I'm and I he they they the boat they both left. And I remember sitting in my home, just sobbing, feeling so alone yeah. because they could easily just leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I totally, totally get that. Yeah. So I know people say, you know, their, their best friend might be their person or their spouse mm-hmm. is their person. Mm-hmm. I imagine my child being my person mm-hmm. and I want to be that person for my kiddo. We're a girl forever. And you're really close with your mom. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm, sh- I'm sure that that has, that's a factor too in, in, in emulating that relationship with your own child. Right. And some of that relationship and seeing how I want to modify that with my own kid, right? Because yeah. while I'm close with my mom, we definitely have our issues. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then like imagining like how I want to be there for my kid, how yeah. I want to support him or her, mm-hmm. how I want to be their friend when they're an adult, how I am ready for the bullshit when they're teenagers. Right. You know what I mean? How I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm going to handle it this way, mm-hmm. but there's going to be an unconditional love mm-hmm. for me as their mother that yeah. I look forward to receiving and giving back to someone. Yeah. And that's what I look forward to. 
and that's why it's a real, it's a real struggle for me right now because like I say my heart's ready but my my world isn't quite mm-hmm. ready right now mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. so so that's where I'm at with it mm-hmm. hopefully sooner than later yeah <laughs> yeah we'll see so um for me, because we decided, obviously, to have an ours baby. Yeah. T- talk to us about um, what that was like for you so, guys. <laughs> so when my husband and I got married, of course, whenever you get married, the first question, the next question is, well, when are you going to have kids? Mm-hmm. And I, I've said this, that if my husband didn't come with a kid, we probably would have waited a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me it was, I'm already in mom mode. We already have kid shit everywhere. We're already doing it. I want to do it with a kid that's actually mine. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, like I said, had a lot of those experiences of feeling very alone in my home and it was never anything that my husband did maliciously or, you know, like he was even aware of. It was just the nature of it. Mm -hmm. And that if anything happened, I would be... I'm, I guess, disposable in a sense. Um, and I also, on a romantic level, I wanted a piece of my husband that was mine. Mm. Um, I struggled with the idea that another woman has been with my husband and they created life together. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want her to get that privilege and me not have that. And I did, and I felt like, especially when I was trying to get pregnant and I would get my period, not get pregnant, get my period, not get pregnant. Um, I would feel like seriously, Mm. he can knock someone else up, but he Mm. can't, he can't get me pregnant. Like, is this, and I had those thoughts of what will happen if this won't happen. And, um, but leading up to all of that, um, I wanted them, my stepson and our, ours baby to have somewhat of a relationship and I didn't want their age gap to be extreme. Um, my husband's half brother was born when he was 14 and that was a significant gap yeah. where, you know, he was pretty much just like a babysitter. That took care of his little brother. And I didn't want that. I wanted our kids to grow up together and have more of an understanding that they're, you know, equal and they get to, which, because our son is kind of developmentally lagging, he's all over where, you know, all the toys and stuff. So they play together a lot, which is great, which is exactly what I wanted. But, um, so we decided to, you know, we were married, let's see. Two years, maybe? Yeah, two or... I don't remember. Three years. Um, I went off birth control on my 30th birthday. was the last pill I took. Nice. So you probably partied it up that night? Partied it up. Knowing I'm going to get knocked up tonight. Yeah, Yeah. no, that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I went off birth control in April, and I got pregnant in December. So less than a year. Yeah. Um, but I remember, I mean, I say I remember because it was only two and a half years ago, but um, I put myself through a lot of shit with the stress and the 
ovulation sticks and the basal body temperature and I went to acupuncture and I did yoga and I had all these supplements and tinctures because apparently my kidneys were all messed up that I didn't know about and yep. apparently that could have affected I have no idea did all this stuff um so I know that my story is very different than other women trying to conceive um I feel very fortunate that we were able to get pregnant fairly quickly. Um, and so with that, I do want to acknowledge um, that we won't be talking about infertility on this particular episode. Um, I want to be very sensitive to the subject and give it the attention that it deserves. Um, so we will be doing a whole other episode bringing on a guest speaker to discuss this. Um, but I wanted to acknowledge the women all over the world who month after month and year after year are told not yet. And just like every other month have to pick up the pieces and hope that next month will be different. The women who hope for a month that will end with joy instead of heartache, celebration instead of tears and a positive pregnancy test instead of a period. Yes. Um, so to the women who spend tens of thousands of dollars, inject medications in their bodies daily, fly across country to see a better doctor whose marriage is on the line because of the turmoil that infertility can bring. I see you. We see you. Our stories may be different, but I still see you. Um, like I said, I know how lucky I am to complain about my crazy toddler of a daughter and my messy dishes in the sink because I'm running around the house with her. Um, <laughs> can I know you're crying? I know. We're getting <laughs> emotional, guys. <laughs> so the silence is <laughs> because of that. I know how lucky... <laughs> I know how lucky I am to have her... So, um, we will talk about infertility on a different episode, like I said, because we... This is a very important subject. Yeah, it's yeah. very important. And like I said in the beginning of this episode, Gannett and I can't speak to that struggle and that heartache. So we are going to, for our listeners who um, would benefit from hearing from someone who's gone through it, um, we will be bringing her on probably, hopefully, in the next episode so we can have this yeah. be like a series type of thing. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Sorry. It got like super it deep got, right it there. It got deep. And I, and I think it got <laughs> deep because, you know, I know you're thinking about your journey and... and, and you know, you and your husband and making your baby girl. And it, it speaks to my heart because because um, I've never tried this. So I don't know what my journey is going to look like. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. I, mm -hmm. I, I, may have, I may have challenges. I may not. I'm not sure. But I, I just, the unknown. And um, I mean, it's really, it's such an important piece to, to touch on. And I think I want to add to that, you guys. I think it's so important for all the women that are, you know, wanting an ours baby, a baby of their own, or, or whomever, women, men, whatever the situation is, it's so important to you for your own reasons. And um, I want to add to the question, one of the questions 
that we were talking about earlier about me and so it within my marriage I am in an interracial relationship guys um, obviously if you guys follow us on snap or excuse me not snapchat Instagram <laughs> we're not on snap hello we're not on snapchat um, I'm an African American woman uh, with the East African descent but my husband is not so he is part Caucasian and part Hispanic um, and you would make beautiful babies <laughs> <laughs> my stepdaughter looks nothing like me y'all right she looks more like him so when I'm out with her um, the world doesn't always look at us with friendly eyes um, more so of confusion so I look forward to the idea that a little child that does resemble me so I can stop getting the Mm-hmm. what the heck is going on looks in a questions. perfect world no one would fucking look at you like that because it's none of your business yeah mm-hmm. so in addition to me wanting it for my own reasons I think it would just it would be it'd mm-hmm. be a nice addition to you know mm-hmm. unfortunately not be stared at like who is yeah. that little girl and why is she with you mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's our world and that's mm-hmm. okay yeah it's so. not okay but I understand um yeah I, the other thing uh I wanted to we're gonna wrap this up in a little bit but um I just wanted to note that you don't like your stepdaughter in your bed. Hell no. <laughs> and I'm bringing, I'm bringing this up because this was on I, this was on one of our posts, I think. Or, yeah, about boundaries or something. I don't know. But it came up that, you know, the bedroom for husband and wife are sacred. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that you don't want, you know, your stepdaughter coming into bed with you guys and that should just be your space um i felt i'm just gonna say it i felt the same way before i had my daughter yeah but then when you're up with her in the middle of the night and it's just easier to have her in your room and you nurse her laying down and you fall asleep and there's you know and then you take turns it Mm -hmm. that quickly goes to shit maybe that'll change when she's a little older yeah but um yeah yeah, I just thought I just thought that was funny because that's it's, that's one of your like biggest pet peeves in your home. And, and don't get me wrong, guys, she does come into our bed from time to time. She has a morning routine, but my husband, you guys, is a big old softy. Mm-hmm. He's way softer than I am, and he would love it if she stayed in the bed for however long she wanted. However, I do think a couple's bed is their uh-huh. sacred place and all of that and also because and I had to explain this to him the other day I haven't had my experience of having my own kiddo yeah. from you know the infancy mm-hmm. stages and and so forth so to just um delve in and have my stepkid be in the bed and and <clears throat> she's really really attached to me so I just I that space is so important to me so no I love her but you can sleep in your own bed and um I may be eating my words when I have to. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. this got yeah, deep. yeah, it did. I'm still wiping the tears away. I'm gonna. We're gonna finish this wine. Yeah. After we um hit stop on here. So, as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Um, and the next episode we will be diving deeper, deeper, deeper into this topic. Um, so if you have any questions about today's episode or, um, the next episode to come regarding infertility, please send us a DM or an email. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Yeah. Thanks guys.
Thank you for listening to Radical Stepmoms. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like in the app and share our podcast with your fellow stepmamas. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at Radical Stepmoms Podcast, or if you have any questions or ideas, we would love to hear from you, and you can email us at Radical Stepmoms Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>